Welcome to another episode of Be Well Beloved Wednesdays. I am your co-host, the Don Long, running around again with country. So before we start, I just want to check in on your country. How was your Memorial Day? My Memorial Day was good, actually. Um, I used that as time to nap. <laughs> so I stayed in the bed most of the day, and then I got up and showered and Went up to my mom's job and harassed her. She hates when I come up there and just stand. But I'll be standing <laughs> so I don't have to spend no money. So then when she make me get away from her, I end up going to all the clearance racks and stuff and doing a little bit too much. But, uh, yeah, I hung with her. She needed it. Well, I'm glad that you got a chance to see your mama. Um, if any of you know um, country, you know that they, they're like twins. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> that is her baby. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my girl. No doubt. And a shout out to um all the um people who um had a, a good memorial day. Um people who didn't have such a good memorial day. We're praying for you and we're keeping you in our thoughts and we sending you good wishes because I know some of us didn't have um, you know aunts, uncles, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers um, that maybe we had just last year and, and we're still dealing with that. So we don't want to overlook that and make it seem as though um, we don't care. So um, yeah. shout out to y'all. Our prayers are with you. Our best wishes with you. We're sending you good vibes. And yeah, so hopefully yeah, everybody had a good enough day to be here today because you, know, you know, waking up is, is the, in my opinion, the green light that God still got something for you and that you should keep going Still forward. got purpose. Right. You know, so no matter what negative things um, you're telling yourself or negative things that people around you are telling you, if God keep waking you up, then he's still pleased with you. Yeah, exactly. You know, so he's pleased with you even if he come get you. You just ran out. Hey, your time. <laughs> your time, yeah. your promotion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No wrong with getting promoted, you know, to the upper room, you know, to the next level of life. In the upper room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this body is just a car for the mind. So, you know, your mind and your energy and all that stuff lives on even after you do. So, or at least your body does, in my opinion. That's my opinion. So, with that being said, I feel like, you know. You know, that make me think of that question. They said, if you get to heaven, do you think people will have on clothes or be naked? What do you think? I don't think it matters. I think that we learn shame. You know, we learn negativity. We learn um, to compare based on the standards that people are setting forth, which is kind of where we're going today, by the way. So, you know, we're not off topic. We are actually right. Off. That's why I bought the question up. So, you know, you know, it's like these fictitious standards that people um, live with. You know, the, you walking around going, what are they going to say? Well, who is the they? <laughs> You know, who, what are they going to say? You know, I mean, you'll see people, um, probably a lot of people over the Memorial Day weekend overspent, you know, because they were worried about what people were going to say. Um, people cook too much because they were worried about what people were going to say. And you get to heaven and it's like, if everybody's- None of that was required of me. Right. But a lot of people it was because they were worried about what people were going to say. 
you know, and when you get into that worried about what people are going to say thing, now all of a sudden, oh my God, you naked. You know, oh my God, how could you be out here, you know, without, you know, shapers on? How could you be out here, you know, without your legs shaved? You know, how you going to have a cookout and you ain't got enough food? You know, it's the, it's the criticism of other people that you've internalized. You know, but the question is, who set these standards? Like, where's this stuff coming from? You know, is it your mama? Is it your aunties? You know, is it what you see on television? And those people don't know you. Right. You know, and you have to to kind of self-assess. You got to kind of take a step back, just real talk, and really say to yourself, like, where's this coming from? You know, why am I so worried about what somebody's going to think? You know, who made these rules and why am I living by them? You know, I mean, I heard, um, I think it's Jay-Z who said, what I eat, what you eat don't make me shit. You know, so it's like, why are you taking other people's problems and pain and, and points of view over your own? You know, if you happy with your legs unshaven, go ahead, <laughs> do your thing. Yeah, seriously. You know, if, if you happy with them gray hairs, hey, let your wisdom show. At some point, though, you know, people have to just get comfortable with who they are. And if they want to fix it and change it, I mean, do you. But if you're comfortable like that, then you continue to just be, you know, nobody should be the dictator of you. You Mm -hmm. should be the one that's driving you. Nobody else should be doing that. Well. The, the topic today, by the way, before we get too deep into it, before we go too far, because we've got five minutes in, is, you know, we're still looking at, you know, negativity. And we really want to look at what's behind it, like what's causing it, um, which is kind of why we're talking about what we're talking about. So, like, what's really the thing that's behind all this negativity and anger? Um, you know, and one of the things that we talked about in our pre-conversation is resentment, you know, and... A lot of people, they're looking at social media, that dang on social media, and they're feeling like, man, why do they have stuff I don't have? You know, it's not fair. You know, I pray, I tithe, I don't, I don't cuss people out. You know, I go to work on time, but they got the big house. They taking the great trips. They got the handsome husband. Why don't I? And then that just starts to make you look at them, you know, with hate and anger, you know, which then turns into, you know, for them, you know, you saying they think they too good, you know, and realistically, they're not doing anything. It's you doing it to yourself. You're the one looking at Go ahead. Go ahead. You're the one looking at other people saying what they have is better than what I have. You know? What they have, you know, it, it looks sweeter. It The ice look colder. And what God has for you is for you. And sometimes when you look at what other people have, you don't know the problems that come with it. You know, um, I know women who've lost weight or um, gotten augmentations, you know, whether it be the butt, the breast, or, you know, the stomachs. And then they realize that all this attention that they weren't getting, 
was for their own good because now they can't walk down the street. Now they got a DM full of um dick pics. Now, you know, every time they turn around, somebody always in the face. You know, so it's like, yeah, you used to envy these girls. They used to say, oh, if I had a body like that. Now what you're finding out is that, yeah, that's a burden. You know, you look at other people's houses and you're like, oh, if I had a house like that. And then you find out that a water heater for a house like that, <laughs> you know. Okay. Is, you know, or math a, ain't math. Right. You know, or the property taxes on a house like that or the you know, the homeowners association, you know, they're real stringent and you got to keep your grass cut and you got to make sure that you're trees are clean. Right. Okay. So now... No company after a certain time. Exactly. You know, and the neighbors in these neighborhoods are real nosy. <laughs> okay. You know, you're like, oh my God, if I, if I meet one more, you know, nosy Nelly or, you know, crazy Karen, you know, I'm going to explode. But the whole time you were looking at it thinking, oh, if I could only have that, you know, you want the handsome husband, but then you don't like the fact that everywhere you go, women act like you ain't standing there when they're hitting on them. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, the first thing is just to really be happy with whatever you have. You know, because whatever you have today is not necessarily what you'll have tomorrow. But if you're not grateful what you what you have today and faithful to what you have today, how will you ever get the thing that God wants to give you tomorrow? You know, like, I gave you the little house. You only want to take care of the little house. <laughs> but you want me to give you a bigger one? How does that work? You know, I gave you, you know, people. Or I'll give you the bigger one, you know, to allow you to experience it all just so you could see that you wasn't ready for it and now you're losing it. All right. It's, you know, many layers to that kind of stuff. And there's nothing worse, man. And I'll be honest, there's nothing worse than having to start over. You know, it's like you take the test, you fail the test, and now you go back to the bottom. You know, that's hard. I mean, I know for myself, you know, um, you know, I talk about being fired. I've been fired a few times, a couple times to be exact. Um, and it's like Sometimes you know, we learn our best lessons, you know, yeah. after hitting, the, uh, you know, keep hitting the bottom. <laughs> Some of us, anyway. If you wise, you're gonna learn. Yeah, but I but I looked at that and I counted joy because I wouldn't be here if that hadn't happened. If that would have worked out, I'd be somewhere at work on the highway, going to a store, trying to figure out, you know, how to live a life where I work forty hours a week plus twenty hours of travel, or work sixty hours a week, and I got a whole bunch of calls and meetings with people I don't like and who don't like me and talking crazy to me because you know maybe our numbers ain't good but it ain't got nothing to do with me it's got more to do with the recession and things of that nature you know like that life if i would have had that life i'd be crazy right now i couldn't imagine i wanted to add though to some of these points right because we're talking about what's behind your anger Mm -hmm. and your negativity right and so sometimes we have to think about especially in relationships and things like that Hmm. what's what's driving you was it your childhood upbringing um is it like your current situations and is it things that happened to you in the past because some people are taught to just be angry to be Mm -hmm. aggressive to be violent to be negative you know to not complain to pull your bootstraps up and that's not a good um 
thing to do because we are all emotional. You know, a lot of people say that we don't we men and women don't have the same emotions, but we all do. God made us all. And when he made us, he made us whole. And so a lot of times parents and friends and the people around us made us suppress those emotions. And so for men, it was, you know, much harder because they had to be tough. They were the forefront and Mm -hmm. women were the homemakers. And so it was like, man, my buddy over there, you know, he not um, uh, pulling his weight or he unhappy or, you know, he keep losing his job or whatever. So he don't get to share those emotions. He just had to keep them all in because it made him look like a punk, you know. So that's it. And then when we talk about past situations, you know, was I being bullied? Mm-hmm. What type of trauma or abuse was I dealing with? You know, and so I'm holding all this stuff in. Was I raped? Well, right, drugs, sex, like what's going on? But let's 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 unpack some of that. So, again, we all human, number one. So we have emotions. But what happens when I come home and I live with someone who is not willing to connect with me? You know, like you say, I've been through some stuff. I've been dealing with some stuff, and unfortunately the stuff i'm dealing with um is affecting my mood it's affecting my ability to earn a living it's affecting my life and now i want to share it with my partner you know i want to share it with my friend my confidant my comrade and that comrade's not there for me you know like then you start to feel like okay i don't nobody cares they don't care about me they don't care about my emotions they don't see me we see that a lot with our kids you know, we get so busy with work that we can't connect with our kids. You know, we get so busy with our own problems that when the spouse says, hey, I need to talk. And now you're like, hey, man, phew, give me a minute or maybe tomorrow. Or I got some other stuff going on. And we just start to ignore one another, which, again, goes back to that whole thing about you start to resent this other person. It's not fair. You know, you're supposed to be my my partner. You're supposed to be my lover. You're supposed to be my friend you're supposed to be my parent and you don't have time for me you know you're supposed to understand you're supposed to care for me you're supposed to hug and nurture me and you don't have time for me and now you see these people leaving the home looking for that love and and nurturing and support that they're not getting at home so again sometimes what the anger is you know you favor my sister more than you favor me. And I don't have the ability to talk to you and be understood by you and receive love from you. And the only time I do receive love is when I'm doing something. You know, if I, if I come take you somewhere, if I buy you something, you know, then you love me, you know, or if I go get a degree, then you love me. You know, if I go get a bigger house, then you love me. So now it becomes a situation. Do you love me? Or do you love the stuff I do for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of right now is just about how do we connect? Because, I mean, if I've been through some difficult stuff that I can't tell nobody about, I still have been through it. I'm still carrying it. You know, but how this do I? True, but then how do you take that into a relationship yeah. when the person don't know the root causes of your trauma? Right. You know? 
And to be honest with you, you know, and I was just really thinking about this before we got on the call. You know, if you are not willing to be there for your partner, why are you in a relationship with them? You know, well, why you know, are you starting relationships? If you know, if you if right. you're not willing to share yourself, then why are you starting this? You want a, you want a good partner. You want man, woman, woman, man, whatever you want. You know, but you're not really willing to listen to him. So, if you're not willing to listen to him, why are you with him? You know, if you're not willing to know what's on their heart. If you don't want to know what's on their mind, if you don't want to know what they're going through, if you just want them to pay bills, how does that then build that bond that we need? How does that build that love that we need? If that part ain't there, because if I come home and I got all this stuff, I come home and they fired me, I come home, you know, and they embarrass me in the meeting today and I can't share it with my partner. I'm going to go somewhere else to share it. And if you're my partner, why are you in it with me? Because you see it a lot in older relationships. You know, he was a good provider. Um, he was a good stepdad. He was he was making sure that we ate and that we had everything that we needed. And then when you talk to these men, he's like, yeah, but nobody cared about me. Nobody asked if I was okay. Nobody asked, you know, what was going on with me. And now they old, bitter men. So that's what happens. If you feel like nobody cares, then you start to be like, man, F all y'all. Yeah. And I can understand that. I can truly understand that. You know, and then sometimes people end up um, selecting angry, right, as, as the emotion as the way out so they don't have to feel right i mean you know it's soothing escape you know so you you dealing with difficult stuff so now you want to drink you want to screw you want to overeat you want to you know get lost in your screens you know whether it be you know television or whether it be you know playing video games on your phone so now you just kind of withdraw and detach you know, and if you're, again, in a relationship or in a partnership, you know, or in a parent role with somebody who is detaching from you, it's going to be hard. And then the the downside of that is all of the things that come with, with detaching. Because now if I'm self-soothing with, with alcohol or drugs, you know, then that might lead to me becoming dependent. Right. You know, if I'm self-soothing with sex now, it might lead to me catching the disease. It might lead to me um, bringing children into the world that I don't really um, have the ability to take care of. Um, it might lead to suicide in deeper, darker places. You right. Know. You know, but I mean, we see a whole lot of people, you know, comfort food and, and, and retail therapy, you know. So comfort food, then you end up diabetes, congestive heart failure, cancer and all these kinds of things because you didn't have the ability to be with someone or find someone, you know, that you could share with and you could process with and you could actually work through these problems and, and develop some strategies and habits, you know, same thing with the retail therapy. Now you end up, you know, with all these clothes and then something happens and you got no money. 
Yeah. I mean, um, Dr. Neely is one of the people I've been studying lately, and he talked about overspending is a form of self-hate. You know, so if you're out here doing the most, you're trying to make up for something many times that you don't feel confident about in yourself. Or that you didn't have growing up, you know, like some people have these shoe fetishes. Well, somewhere in there, they didn't have a bunch of shoes. And so as they got older, it was just like, let me go out and buy every pair of shoes I think I want. Because I didn't have it and I got talked about, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, who's making these rules? You know, it's like, okay. I'm going to have all the shoes now because I didn't have them when I was a kid. So now that makes me a better person. So who says that having more stuff makes you a better person? You know, like having a better title on your job, having more um, credentials behind your name. You know, that's not going to feel the emptiness. You know, that's the problem. It's like we see people continually trying to get people to love them because of stuff. I mean, you ask a woman her worth a lot of times on these videos that we see on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, and YouTube. And then, you know, it's like, well, you know, I got a good job. You know, I got my degree. And it's like, but are you a good human? You know, are you loving? Are you kind? Are you fun to be around? You know, how's your, you know, how's your mental state? Are you somebody who's always, you know, avoiding taking responsibility like nobody talks about that stuff but that's the stuff that makes a relationship work you know that's the stuff that makes you more promotable that's the stuff that makes you a better leader that's the stuff that makes you a better friend you know which in turn gives you a better life Mm -hmm. you know so because i know a lot of you know a lot of women that i interact with it's like they're always falling out with their friends and it's like man why do y'all beef so much you know and it's because they're all dealing with things that they haven't really come to some resolution about and they trigger each other you know yeah, but could... i noticed men beef just as much and i found that fascinating you know you got... yeah no. but i was just saying because no. you use women as an example but i'm i'm learning that men do it too yeah well i mean it's i mean you see it in both i mean you see john got a new truck so now you know your husband or your boyfriend he plotting on how he gonna get a new truck i think the movie uh man named otto (laughs) displayed that very well um if people haven't watched it it's on netflix and I think the man named Tom Hanks. I'm not even really yeah, sure because I'm okay. But I thought that that was a really good uh, is a depiction of mm. just how life is. And they were always in competition with each other. And, you know, they bought these little townhouses and the some people came in and started building up around them. But him and his friend used to always stay in competition with one another and his car had to be bigger and better and then the friend got sick and you know he went through all of his stuff his wife died etc etc but he had some stuff on the inside that he needed to process and deal with and so he was taking it out on the people around him right but then it was like his light bulb came on 
and he started to feel those emotions and he tried to kill himself i think like three times in the movie every time he wanted to kill himself and then he ended up taking on the cat and so slowly but surely he was opening up because the right person came along in his life which was his neighbor that wouldn't give up she got on his last damn nerve but she would not give up she was a hispanic lady who was pregnant and he he ended up you know um opening up to the world around him again and sometimes we have to go through those places so that we can open up and he ended up help saving his friend's home and he ended up passing away but overall that was a life lesson that was life in in a movie in in a couple hours you know so because the thing about it you know for people who haven't watched yet you know great movie by the way but it was people loving him people people needing him people refusing to allow him to push them away (laughs) you know that little hispanic lady was just like hey you know we we gonna feed you so eat <laughs> you know i don't want it you well, you gonna eat today you, you know make sure you're okay you know and sometimes you need to be that person in a relationship with somebody who's maybe sliding into a dark place you know like those kids those kids like yeah he grumpy old man but we love him anyway you know and yeah but like you never know the road you're heading down exactly. right and then god just put a person on your heart to reach out to when you do it and then you'd be like well damn what I do that for because now you know I'm shaking my leg and they just won't go away but that was the person that you needed you know and it could be in that season it could be for a lifetime it could be for however long it's supposed to be but maybe you were about to spiral out so we have to be open enough to identify the things that God is placing or the people that God is placing in our path to help us get back on track and you have to i mean if you're at home right now and you are in a dark place you know you have to to be able to step back and say i'm i'm okay you know because if you're not able to assess your situation clearly then that's typically what starts to happen you have these stories that you're telling yourself that nobody loves you Okay, but now people are keep they keep coming, they keep calling you, they keep checking on you, they keep you know bringing you a plate. So is what you're seeing and hearing in your head is that the truth or not? You know because God woke me up. So he, got, he got to still be good with me because he woke me up. You know it says every day got some brand new benefits. So okay, cool. Let me start seeing where the possible the benefits could be. Now if I'm if I'm a horrible person, then why? are these people still gravitating toward me? You know, so you have to figure out what's real and what's not, you know, and I know that we, we, we get caught up in our emotions sometimes, but there are so many little small things that happen during the day that, that, that you have to pay attention to, you know, God woke me up, you know, people, you know, were happy to see me when I walked in the building this morning. Um, and then just try to build on that, you know, yeah, all my bills ain't paid, but I still got a job. You know, all my bills ain't paid, but let me put in some applications and see if I can't get promoted, see if I can't get a better job and start to try to work your way out of it. Because even with the movie, you know, Mr. Otto, eventually he just had to give in. It was like, all right, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm been over here being negative and, and, and pity party. You know, I just got to go on. Hey. I'm gonna have to go and embrace this because I And I love how he started right. setting stuff up for their family. Yeah. Like 
with the car, taught her how to drive. Exactly. You know, went and bought a brand new car and was just like, okay, I know I'm about to die. I'm finna bless this family because right. they helped me. You know, they turned my life around for me. Mm-hmm. I got to enjoy a little bit because I knew I was about to go. Mm-hmm. I knew something was wrong, you know. But don't be determined to be negative. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be determined to be upset. I'm going to be determined. I'm going to do everything I can to keep being negative. I think we talked about this, you know, maybe last week or the week before. It's like, man, you have to start checking yourself. Like, how many times have I been negative? How many times has my response been unnecessarily unkind? You know, somebody says something nice to me and I say, ah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's you know, like how how many times and you start to check that. Or I'm bragging around certain people all the time about the things that I got. Like it won't get taken away from me, you know, and yeah. hurting other people's feelings. Like yeah. I but gotta again, sometimes care about how the next man feeling. But again, that goes back to the same thing that we talked about. What's behind it? You know, why am I so anxious that I have to prove to other people that I'm worthy of their love. I have to prove to other people I'm worthy of being liked, you know, which is the the part of that self-hate. It's like the only time people like me is if I'm flossing. The only time people like me is if they know everything about me. Um, you know, like we call it peacocking. And like, you know, when I mentor men. What's the mentor, peacock? What's peacocking? I'm about to get to it, country. <laughs> oh, okay. Look, okay. I'll just... So when I mentor men and I talk with men, you know, about whether or not women are trying to, um, you know, let them know that they like them or not, you know, peacocking is one of the forms that lets you know that they do. Um, so you're a man, you out, woman sees you, you see her, y'all start to hold a conversation. She started running down all her stats. She telling you about her job. She telling you about her degree. She telling you she ain't got no kids. She telling you she own her own home. She's doing all of this because she likes you. She's doing this to show you that she's worthy of you liking her. So we call it peacocking, you know, but some people, if they're in a bad place or, you know, they're uncomfortable with themselves, would they, that that person's really trying to, um, men call it peacocking because men do that too. So who call it peacocking? I, the term I've coined this peacocking. That's my term. Well, my experience is typically with women. I don't really have men hitting on me, or at least men that I entertain. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so you're saying peacocking is running everything down about yourself to show that I'm so, worthy of being liked, like a peacock showing you all of the the beautiful colors on their um tail or whatever. I can't remember what it, what it's actually called, but the term is that I've coined is peacocking. You know, I want you to know that I'm worthy of being liked. You know, if you're a man, you're like, yeah, you know, you know, I, I ain't like these other dudes. You know, I got my own stuff. Okay, well, why are you telling me this? Oh, you telling me this because you want me to like you. You know, you telling me this because you want me to see you as somebody I could date. You telling me this because you want me to know that you're a good candidate, you know, for a relationship. You know, and depending on who you are, you know, sometimes you might think that that's them talking down to you, but really that's their own insecurity, making them put out all of their best qualities or what they consider to be their best qualities or the qualities they think are going to make a difference to you. You know, a woman saying, oh, you know, I got my own house. I got my own car. I'm a bad chick. It's really her saying, I think you cute. 
and I hope you like me. Mm. And I'm not sure if you're going to like me. You know, a man talking about how much money he makes is really, I think you're attractive and I want to be with you. And I want you to know that I could take care of you if we were getting into a relationship. You know, it's not necessarily them talking down to you. It is their own anxiety about the situation and the hope that you will like them. And that's not arrogance or nothing like that. Well, you peacocking. The term I coined is peacocking, but it is all about, you know, putting my stats out there. So I hope that you like me, you know, same thing when people feel like they've been misrecognized, like, you know, I ain't like them other ones. I ain't never basic. Um, check my stats. You know, all of these terms that we hear, you know, they sound like they come from a place of strength, but really they come from a place of of doubt and shame. You know, like you think I'm you think I'm like these other chicks. You know, I ain't like them other chicks. I just need you to know that because they feel like you're looking down on them or you're disrespecting them. So now instead of you know, accepting what they consider to be disrespect, they punch back, you know? Mm. So a lot of what we consider to be arrogance and um, narcissism is really shame. You know, it's really uncertainty. It's really self-doubt. Like I'm only talking about this stuff because I think it's going to make you respect me because I feel disrespected. You know, when I worked in retail and, you know, customers couldn't get their way, they would start talking about their husbands and their friends and my friend's a judge and my husband works for it. Like, lady, they ain't got nothing to do with whether or not we're going to take this stuff back or not. <laughs> mm. But again, I feel disrespected. I feel misrecognized. I feel like you looking at me or you looking down upon me. So now I'm going to make an aggressive stance to lift myself up and, and give myself some self-esteem, you know, and to the person standing across from you, it's like, all you ever talk about is, is how much he got and who he know and where he go and what he do. Yeah. Because he wants you to like him. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hidden deep, deep under that, but it's like, I wouldn't like people who don't care, don't care. You know, like if you look at Mark Zuckerberg, you know, he gonna wear that same gray t-shirt everywhere he go. It don't matter to him. Mark Zuckerberg, what you gonna do? Nothing. You ain't gonna like me? Okay. I'm still gonna be Mark Zuckerberg tomorrow. <laughs> what difference do it make? You see Hollywood stars, you know, like Johnny Depp, like if he ain't in the movie, he look crazy. Why? Because it don't matter. You know, he ain't worried about what you think when you see him going out to get his coffee. He ain't worried about, you know, what you're going to say about him. Why? Because they're Johnny Depp. You, know, you see Denzel, when he ain't in a role, he chubby. I ain't working out. <laughs> I'm being home eating these donuts with my wife and, and enjoying my life. You know, why? Because I'm Denzel Washington. I don't need to prove nothing to nobody. You know, but the person that is trying to prove stuff to people feels like people don't see them that way, you know, which is why you fall in love with the people who see you as the version of yourself you hope to be, you know, which is why we fall in love with the people who are compassionate and kind toward us because we feel like we belong, you know, this feel like home, you know, he tells me I'm beautiful. This man be in my DMs. He tell me I'm pretty, you know? Mm. Yeah. 
So now you feel accepted. You know, but if you don't feel accepted, now you're trying to buy the stuff and do the stuff and look the way you think the people you want to be accepted by will respect. You know, which yeah, can come off as arrogant. You know, because you looking down on me, so now I'm gonna look down on you. You know, you trying to make me feel bad, so I'm gonna make you feel bad. You know, I ain't like these other folks, you know, I got money. You know, that's not a, a position of strength, because if you got money, you got money. Why are you worried about these other folks? You ain't gotta prove it. You know, you ain't gotta buy a round of drinks just to show folks. For what? Mm. You ain't going to even see these folks no more after today. <laughs> you, know, you know, which again, it goes back to the whole thing about people overbuying and overspending. You know, if you don't feel comfortable with you putting on some shoes with red on the bottom, it's not going to change anything. It's just going to be $400 you spent. Mm-hmm. You know, you not feeling good about you. You could get the house, the car, the career. You could get all of that stuff. And then you still end up like Robin Harris. I mean, not Robin Harris, Robin Williams. I'm sorry. You still end up like Robin Williams, you know, unhappy and, you know, committing suicide. And people would then say, well, he had everything. You know, and for people who don't have everything, their belief is that if I have everything, I'll be happy. Well, Solomon said it best in Ecclesiastes, you can have it all and life is still meaningless without God. Exactly. You know, so again, when you start looking about this stuff, it's like, okay, I don't feel like I'm good enough. But I think that having more stuff will make me good enough. Only to find out that the more stuff you get is just the more stuff you get. And now you got the debt and the bills that come with it. And now you got the fear of trying to keep it. You know, like that, it just becomes a whole nother trap. You know, because let's be clear, if you overspent trying to impress these folks with this Memorial Day barbecue, and now it's Thursday and you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay bills because it's the first. You know, you don't got everybody an outfit and y'all took these beautiful pictures. Mm. And now you short. Now you ain't got gas in your car. Now you you got a problem because the tire blew. You know, when instead you could have kept that money, put it in an account for the rainy day. But because you were out there trying to show people that you were somebody, you put yourself in a, in a trick bag. You know? I mean, you get married to somebody, man or woman, and they flashy as hell. Now y'all in debt. <laughs> you know, because they always trying to keep up with the Joneses. They always trying to do, you know, the thing better than somebody else. You know, because realistically, America is about fitting in and standing out. You know, I want to do the same thing you do, just better. You know, you went on vacation, we went on vacation, except our vacation was better than your vacation. But if you don't have who the, defines better again, I don't know. I don't know who's making these rules, you know, and sometimes it might be your mom. It might be your grandma, you know, selling you something. that when you was a kid that just stuck with you, you know, like um, I was watching um, Instagram and the lady was talking about, you know, men going 50, 50, 
you know, and saying that, you know, if you got a man that don't pay all the bills, what type of flex is that? And I was like, I didn't realize that that was a flex. You know, I didn't realize that that was something you could then go out in the streets and, 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 and get respect with, you know, well, my husband pay all the bills, you know, but perhaps that's something that when you were, um, a child, you know, grandma or mama or auntie said, well, you know, girl, don't mess with nobody who can't do nothing for you. You know? Well, that's like women told their daughters and, you know, stuff that you're beautiful and you can get everything with your beauty. Now you're sitting around there not getting everything with your beauty and you're trying to figure it figure it out. So now do you are you less beautiful because you can't get stuff with your beauty? Oh, okay. Okay. You know? Or men, you know, you know, you, if you got a whole lot of money. Or well, men, if you got a whole lot of money, then, you know, women just supposed to like you. I'm a good man. I'm a good catch. Your people skills are horrible. You know, you're a jerk. You're an asshole. Yeah, you could pay bills, but nobody wants to be around you. Because like you say, you're always capping. You're always bragging. You know, you're always pissing people off because you don't know how to shut up. Because you're too nervous and, and anxious, and it's making you run off at the mouth. You know, you, some other man came in the room. Now you intimidated. So now you got to buy a round of drinks. You know, somebody, you know, gave him a compliment. So now you got to talk bad about him. You know, I got to talk down about him to make myself feel better, make myself look better. You know, but all these are anxious things on the inside that you're not dealing with. You know, I ain't like these other niggas. I ain't out here. I ain't broke. Watch me. I'm going to pull my card out and buy a round of drinks. You know, watch me. You want to go on a date with me? I'll take you wherever you want to go. You know, and now you become, you know, a sugar daddy. <laughs> mm. You know, because you think that that is going oh, to make people mama. like you. You know, that make people respect you. But if you need people to like you, then you don't like yourself. You know, then you're not coming out with the right energy. Is that why people don't like you? Or is it because your car not big enough? You know, in one of the podcasts, you know, we talked about, you know, women following men, you know, and, and submitting to them. You know, there are a lot of men who women are not going to submit to because it's just not in them to lead. You know, so now because it's not in you to lead and that woman won't submit to you, now you want to be violent. Because that's the quickest, easiest way to get your way, to bully and threaten and abuse. Yeah. But the only reason that you're bullying, threatening, and abusing is because you feel emasculated, because you feel less than a man, because you've been told that if the woman don't do what you say, then she don't respect you. Not that, hey, maybe in this particular area, I'm just wrong. And it's not the right decision to follow me in this area. You know, she's smart enough to realize that, hey, this might not be the best move for us. And I should listen instead of being so threatened by what she makes. So threatened by, you know, what it is that people are saying about her. You know, like that's my partner. So what they say about her, they say about me, good or bad. But if your own self-esteem is fragile and, and based on whether or not people are pleased with you 
that's what you get. Because as soon as people not pleased with you, as soon as people not clapping for you, as soon as you're not getting enough likes, then here come the hate. Then here comes the anger. Here comes the the, the arrogance, you know, and the peacocking. Like, uh, y'all out here, y'all ain't nobody. Who y'all? Ain't nobody trying to impress y'all. Then okay, then why did you get all dressed up <laughs> to come over here? You know, this is the family barbecue, and you the came with the car clean, the music loud, new outfit on. You know, they got your beard all Beijinged up. You know, you got your big shiny watch. And then if nobody compliments you, but they compliment somebody else, you mad. You know, we see it all the time. You know, bad talking, down talking. You know. You know, these look the fast tail ass girls, they out here naked. <laughs> are you mad because they naked? Or are you mad because they're getting attention that you're not getting? I'm yeah. mad because they naked. Okay. Well, you could be mad that they naked. Yeah, I'm mad that they naked. Put some dang on clothes on because you ain't got to give it all away. No. But again, you know, let's just really try to wind this up real quick because. We want you to be able to get this stuff and be able to use it. And we don't want to overwhelm you with information. So the first thing that, you know, we really have to do is assess what's going on with us and try to figure out why, you know, and if you could do that on your own, great. If you need to go to therapy, then go to therapy. But the first thing is like, why am I acting this way? What, what was I offended by? What was I triggered by? You know, there's somebody, you know, saying that, he was handsome and not saying that I was handsome. Is that the thing that made me, you know, spaz out and start going crazy? Um, second thing is when I'm, I'm alone, what's the story that I'm telling myself? What is my story? You know, am I saying that I'm not good enough? And is that the truth? Fact check that thing, you know, fact check it, fact check it, fact check it some more. Um, and then here's a, a thing that really doesn't come from, from the psychological space. It comes more from, you know, getting a better result for yourself. Check your standards, you know, because your story and your standards have to match. You know, you could say I'm a bad whatever, but do I have a habit of treating people poorly? You know, I'm a bad whatever. Like, yeah, but if I was really that, I would act differently. So a lot of this that we talk about each and every week is really just about you looking at you more critically and then making the decision to treat people better. You know, so and that would be the last takeaway. Treat people better and then people will treat you better. You know, if you are friendly, you will have friends. If you are fun to be around, people will want to be around you. So let's assess the situation, figure out what's triggering us. You know, what's the story that we're telling ourselves and does our story and our standard match up? You know, because if I'm saying I'm a good person, am I doing good things? You know, and then the last piece, man, is just really just being honest with yourself about what you want to do and being intentional about it. If I want to be a better person, then really work on it. So you got anything you want to add, country? Yeah, and we kind of moving this along because I it's, it's school time. So <laughs> the Bible say test all things. As he was speaking, that made me think of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people not uh, believers of the Bible because they feel like, you know, it's a lot of lost books and different things like that. But it's a lot of truth to that book, Absolutely. you know, as you live throughout life. 
um, you can start applying these things. And as you're growing, testing all things is important. Test your relationship. Test the job you're in. Test it so that you know you're getting the best benefit out of it, right? We have to start with the belief within ourselves so that it can begin to project out. And if we're not starting it from within, then we're missing out. We're missing the mark. You know, life going to pass us by. It's going to be meaningless. We're going to feel like we got to be out here shaking our butts and giving things away for free because we're empty. Because we're empty. And so um, get some help with your uh, past traumas. Take a look at your uh, your childhood upbringing, because especially if you're having children, these are things that you are imparting it to them. And now it's just going to be generational. And we don't want things to be generational in a negative way, right? If wealth is generational, great. But then teach me how to be a better steward with my finances. Show me, you know, how to be positive in the community and be a giver, right? We have to learn to be selfless and not selfish as we go throughout this life. Because being negative is you end up with less. Being negative, sad, depressed, empty, broken, all because you're looking at things through a negative window, you know. And so we have to do better. If if we were supposed to go in the past, I think my mom said it best to a young lady the other day, the rearview mirror is small so that you don't d- dwell back there. But the window in front of you is so big. If you just explore the opportunity and mm-hmm. see what it is that's being laid out in front of you, God don't send people into your life just because it's always a lesson there or something there you're supposed to receive from a person when they cross your path. We have to figure out the why. And so on that note, if you're hanging out with me, I'm I'll hang out with you. Peace. Peace.